Welcome back to Make a Day in Violence. I am David. I see Ghostface in my dreams. Schmidt. And uh, I'd like to welcome back Mallory. Heyo. <laughs> been a while. I know. We've been busy. I know. Life. Life gets Life in the way. Yeah. Life gets in the way of the fun stuff. Um, we both saw Scream on the weekend. Mm-hmm. And we are here to discuss it. I'm very excited about this. this All right. was, it was quite a fun ride for a film. Um, I was not expecting a Scream 5. Mm -mm. I don't know if you were. Nope. No, I was uh, uh, pretty surprised. Um, glad to see the returning cast come back mm -hmm. again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I went into this knowing very little of it. Um, mm -hmm. uh, almost, yeah, blank. This is the first Scream without uh, Wes Craven at the helm as yeah. he had, had passed in 2015. Yeah, yeah. Man, has, has it been that long already? Wow. It has. It's been six years. Well, no. Holy crows, almost seven years without Wes. Um, and yeah. his amazing vision. I mean, I think the last, well, I saw the last Scream in 2011, but I believe one of the last films he did um, before sort of taking some time away from Hollywood was My Soul to Take. Mm. I don't know if you saw that one. That one was no, pretty creepy. Um, no, I haven't. It's a, I highly recommend. I mean, it's a, you know, a teenage slasher film, but it's also kind of like a ghost story at the same time. So it, it blends a lot of things. It was like, I mean, it was a little clunky, but um, I enjoyed it. It was a good watch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Writing that down. I sold the tape. Uh, and he directed that? Yeah. Actually, that one came out in 2010, but it was one of the last um, last of the Wes Craven films um, with Scream. I think it was one of two. So. Huh. Okay. Um, so, Scream, Scream, Scream 2022, because yes. putting numbers after sequels is now passe. <laughs> it is, though. <laughs> it is. Don't we don't need to number it anymore. It's just whatever you want it to be. It's Scream twenty twenty two. Self titled. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean the 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 subtitle is now the year, right? Which is mm -hmm. I don't know. It's still a number. Yeah. <laughs> you you got to put a number. You can't just say Scream. Oh, which one? Oh, the one came out twenty twenty two. Okay. Well, that's still a number. Why don't you just say Scream five? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, uh, but, it's okay. Whatever. I think it's kind of like the name yeah. sort of lends to where they were trying to go with this series, like with the whole reboot sequel sort of, what is it? The requel? As they, they, the requel. That they yes. call it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was a nice explanation on, uh, on that. Um, all right. Well, let's see now. Uh, what are your initial thoughts? I enjoyed it, honestly. Like as a Scream fan, 
having watched every single Scream, um, I saw, I, I, I didn't see the first two in theaters. I was much too young to be going in and seeing a rated R film. But uh, the third one I actually got to see in theaters. Third, third on was uh, my in theater introduction to Scream. <laughs> but it was again, um, watching it with my, I think I watched the first one with my cousin Crystal in, in, in the infamous cousin's basement in Ajax. Basement of horror. The basement of horror. The the famed basement of horror. We just used to hang out in this wood panel basement. <laughs> Typical to Canadian fashion. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, I I enjoyed it very. I, I like. I mean, as a fan of the the original four, um, this one was a really nice, fresh take on it, and they didn't they didn't slap us in the face, basically you know, with anything too out of the box. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it as well. Uh, it took me a little bit to warm up to it. Oh, yeah? It, yeah. Uh, to, I, I didn't really get into it um, until the old cast started to return. And I, I don't like saying that thing. I'm, I'm just there for the old cast i i'm 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 not giving the new kids a chance <laughs> um it, it just i just wasn't feeling much for them it to me it was starting out as a typical scream and i was hoping for something a little fresher right off at right from the beginning mm-hmm. but uh it it's it's very it falls into its own trope which which is fine it's it's the scream trope so i, I guess i should have expected it um I just kind of thought with this possibly being the last film, although we've said that before, and I just found out that they're starting to film this number six (laughs) (laughs) this year. Well, Um, that they might have started a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I kind of like the the sort of take on it that they did with this one, with you know a little bit of a dash of the past. We and then we also have you know introducing this young cast kind of jettisoning it to the the future but a lot more day kills in this one a lot of more like we got a couple of daytime kills which i was like oh yeah i think the only other one that had as much daytime kills was probably scream three nope not true Um, no really scream two scream two had a couple because Randy died in the middle of the uh, day and right. it's yeah. crowded. Yeah. In the middle of the day, in the middle of the freaking college campus. Like, people are walking by. Oh, yeah. my God, that scene still kills me because I'm like, no. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was the most bold. That was probably the most bold kill. That was. Uh, other than, um, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah, there was a few day kills. I mean, I, I found the the new cast likable. Yeah. Um, it's just after, I guess also after, because I've been like binging the entire franchise this weekend, mm-hmm. all the secondary characters are just like faces at this point to yeah. me. It's like you, you, they really have to do something to stand out, but already I'm seeing like, oh, there is the friend. Oh, there is the expert. Oh, there is a sibling of the expert. <laughs> it's like, they're always like, um, I've seen these 
roles filled before, so they're just yeah. not standing out for I, me. Well, I mean, they kind of... Um, although, Sam Carpenter character Well, I kind of laughed because um, we have Sam Com Carpenter and Wes Hicks. Um, you know, two nods to, um, you know, Wes Craven and... John Carpenter yeah. and Wes Craven. John Carpenter and Wes Craven. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... I really yeah. did appreciate, and I mean, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit in, into this, but the fact that... That's fine. This is a spoiler cast. This that, is a spoiler uh, cast. This is a Mindy, spoiler cast. Mindy spoiler warning. sort of carried on her Uncle Randy's uh, expert legacy in this. Uh, right. You know, I kind of like the switch that, you know, they had twins, like his sister had twins. Um, so... It was it was it was fun. It's 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 a fun little thing. Like I mean, uh, Chad and Mindy are very very opposite. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know we get again the legacy cast. Like well they call it the legacy cast, but <laughs> the legacy cast comes back and we've got you know we've got Jenna Ortega, Melissa Barrera, uh, Mickey Matson, uh, Jack Quaid, who is Hollywood royalty. Also, um, Meg Ryan yes. and Dennis Quaid's uh, son. And the only, other than Dylan Minnette, the only other cast member I recognize other than the, the returning yeah, Dylan cast. Minnette's um, got a he plays, one. Yeah. He plays um, Huey on the Amazon. Yeah, the boys, boys, yes. I haven't watched that yet, but I already yeah. know what the what the whole gist of that show is about, so... You okay. don't. You don't really need to pull yeah, from context. Really you kind kind of get it from watching the trailers yeah. and. The <laughs> and, right, yeah, he was he was a delight in this he show. Was. I really really enjoyed his character. Uh, very likable. Very, um, just an instant a personality who you you just attach yourself to uh, right yeah. away. Yeah, definitely has his parents' acting chops. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, the only other of the new cast I recognized uh, was uh, Dylan Minnette, uh, who, who genre fans uh, probably know him best from yes. Don't Breathe. One of the, the kids breaking in to the, into yep. the house there. Um, but he's, I, I, I've been looking over his. Uh, his uh, previous uh work and man has he been in a lot of oh things. yeah no um my sister is a huge fan of the series 13 reasons why which trigger warning kids it has to do with yep, suicide and mental health so if you're not wanting to be triggered by that don't yeah. watch it there's a lot yeah that's been a lot in the media I um, think that's well, pretty well the, known. Um, i mean i uh, I mean, it's already been out. It's already the series is over at this point. But um, the it's the ma fact of the matter that they actually went there and showed the actual suicide scene in the first season, and I actually watched that. That was one of the first episodes I watched with my sister because I didn't know what I like. I didn't know how I was gonna feel about it. So I watched. I was like, oh no, this is far too much far far too much for for me so um but there's also jenna ortega who i know 
from uh, a couple of she's a sort of a former Disney star kind of making her transition out but uh, she also was in season two of the show you which hopefully me and Charlene will be able to review for you guys uh, okay. eventually <laughs> once you guys finish your uh, penny dreadful series I want more by the way sure. more more yeah I've just waited on Charlene's <laughs> schedule so <laughs> she's a I'm busy ready. lady the episodes are she's a very busy lady she is yep um oh, okay mm-hmm. that's interesting then um but uh oh and and now that you mentioned we were talking before uh, uh mm-hmm. we aired here uh Mickey Madison who uh I was driving me up the wall because I did recognize her, but when you said once upon a time in Hollywood, it's like, oh yeah, yeah. She's one of the Doom Squad, basically, one of, one in of, that one. One of Manson's uh, girls. Yes, one of the family. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so as as I was getting back to it, um, it it was it was interesting. It it started off very mm-hmm. scream like. Um, it's. Uh, we were introduced to uh, Sam Carpenter, uh, played by Melissa mm-hmm. Barrera, and the secret that she has. Oh, what secret is she bringing back? Um, and it's pretty soon revealed. Now, I think this is probably the most controversial yeah. part of the film, and I'd like to hear uh-huh. your take on it. it was uh, not not the fact that she's related mm-hmm. to Billy Loomis. But the fact that Ghost Skeet Ulrich uh, uh, appears to her, um, much much like uh, Nev's mom appearing to her in in, in part three mm-hmm. in her in her I, dreams. I find it interesting. But this I find like, it interesting because I really kind of took it from the perspective of like Psycho Three, where we kind of see an actual manifestation of mother. Um, or, you know, it's, it's very, it's giving me psycho, like Norman Bates vibes where he's, he's seeing like the, the, uh, visions of mother when she takes over. But, um, I I didn't hate it. I thought it was an interesting take on being able to sort of make that connection to the past. And I mean, it's kind of interesting because she never knew her father. She never knew that her dad was her dad until she was about 13 years old. So I was like, how would you be able to like see visions of your father if you've never experienced the trauma? Yeah. Um, Scream has always, well, Scream has always been the grounded mm-hmm. horror franchise. And I know a lot of people didn't like when um, uh, Sydney was having these dreams of her mother because it started, it felt like almost like a supernatural aspect to it. Yeah, but um, I think what and, and and this kind of does it as well, even more so because yeah, is she yeah, never knew. Yeah, I mean, father. I just think um, I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, I've never experienced any serious trauma or anything that you know I can't speak to that. I don't know if that if people who've never actually been a part of like this catastrophic, and I mean not cat, well it is catastrophic, world changing uh, event. Um, would actually the way, the way you know it out. is the way she found out that's awful, and it's kind of funny because they hinted at that in the first Scream movie because there was that period of time where Billy and Sydney were on the outs, 
and you, and it was kind of hinted at the, at the beginning of the movie where they were sort of you know they he was like you know we were so hot and heavy in the beginning and and then we slowed yep. down and you can sort of see that tension there like where they're they're it doesn't seem like they're dating at the beginning of the movie it doesn't appear like they're dating no. so um no. yeah back so uh, you know it's interesting but uh yeah, I don't know. I like I don't I don't hate it, but it's kind of quite interesting that she's having visions of her father where she's having uh, you know, she's, you know, she's taking medication for it and the whole bit. I, I just wouldn't expect that to happen, I guess, for someone who's never again, never experienced the actual trauma. She seemed to have had a very relatively normal childhood until she found the diary and her world basically just changed kind of that world shift and her dad leaves and the whole bit you know but I, again it's that, that whole idea that you know secrets um you know secrets don't make friends <laughs> you know it it can it can cause a divide and she clearly retreated and you know but again um it's kind of interesting because it's you, you see this perspective like she's you're, you're kind of going well what's the reason for her being here why would it be so important for her to to come back and sort of reset the i guess reset the time loop you know right yeah oh you, you're uh, well, uh, yeah, you're talking like, about I, Sam, I, right? I, okay, well, well yeah, it was for I get her it. I know I mean, basically. And, and, and the guilt I she just, felt, uh, kind of. I don't know. For her. me, I just, like, at the, like, I come from it from the perspective of, like, why would it, I mean, it, it matter, again, it's about toxic fandom as well, right? So, like, why was it so important for her to, oh, you can hear Ziggy. <laughs> Sorry. I can hear Ziggy he's going like, nuts. He's, he's in the he's in the Zoomy mood, so so uh, he's attacking Edward, and Edward's just trying to get things done, and he's just following him around, and it's it's gonna be that it's gonna be that kind of podcast. You're gonna hear Zoomy in the background. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I just. Uh, well, my question to you is, was he needed? Like, if you took out Billy Loomis out of there, would it have changed much? Would I think it, it would have. I do think what they were trying to do with it was, like, it was that. It was, um, it was needed. He was essential to that plot point. But the whole Visions things where he, she's seeing him, like, in reflections and all that stuff and and sort of just it, it it's kind of again it's like i see where they were going with this but at the same time too i was like i was like uh why would she, why would she have yeah, pretty, this why would it happen yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it, it it seemed kind of out of the realm of possibility i mean you would only have you might, you might have some mm -hmm. You would uh, video mm -hmm. footage of him, maybe, um, but probably not a lot. Like, I don't think her mom would 
have kept. No, I don't think round. so. Not at all. So I'm like, where, where, where would she get? Unless any her of mom that? was like secretly um, like psycho and like keeping like a bloody shirt or something in her attic. But like, yeah, again. Yeah, or or she got a you know somehow the Gale tapes yeah, went online or something. I, I don't think so. Um, parties. Um, yeah, I don't think so. But um, yeah, I, again, it kind of reopens it up to like an interesting like idea. Hold on one second. I'm just gonna get him out of the room. One second. <laughs> sure. <laughs> And we're back. Sorry, I just had to move something that was he was causing a lot of noise with. Yeah, I don't know okay. if you could hear him. He was like, he's we have been letting him tear apart this huge box, and he's just like, er, mm -hmm. he, he's full of force with it. But <laughs> I just moved it out of the out of sight, so he's not gonna go nuts about it. He, he's calming down. <laughs> but uh, okay. I, I mean, yeah, I think it, it's interesting. It, like it kind of helps it helps lend to the plot. I don't think if but I mean the whole vision thing, I don't know if that really did much. Like I think it was a little I think it was meant to be jarring for the the audience. Sort of. You know, like that whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, it, I think it brings up more questions than it um added a lot to the plot. I think you could have had her struggle with this legacy without mm -hmm. ghosty image. Um, but, I mean, if they they wanted to... Th this whole film was callbacks yeah. to the original yeah. Scream. So, it's not shocking that they wanted to have uh, Billy's presence more um, you know, more, more... I guess... Yeah. Forward. You know? Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm not sure if it was the right way to go. I didn't hate it, but it just I don't know. It felt weird, and I couldn't tell if it, if there was CG was done on him. I think it was. It face looked kind of off. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's got to be looking older than that, unless he has you know aged really well. But it didn't look like natural Asian. It looked like it was CG. CG. It was. Fully going on there, so it's like uh, this is. It did, weird. it did, but again, I think it was supposed um, to be. It was supposed to be jarring. A great deep thing. So, um, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe just having Ghostface appear with his voice would have been. Yeah, but I mean, he's move. Ghostface is Ghostface. Like, yeah, you, you, you can't sort of be haunted by Ghostface because yeah. Ghostface has been several people over four films. So and it's always always a it's always a partnership. It's never a solo situation. We know this. But always yes. Always voiced by Roger L. Yes. Jackson. <laughs> As he well, comes you back know, he yet again. To, like he kinda has to keep his, you know, banking on this. Like this is one of the like I mean, he's got he's got many credits, but 
Ghostface is like the one where it's like, yep, coming home with the bacon again. Cash that check. Ching, ching. Yep. Yeah. I, I don't think a lot of people know his name, though, as, as no. Ghostface. You don't hear his name bandied about, but... attached to it uh, very much, which it, yeah. I, I think it should be. It's iconic yeah. at this point. Um, but anyways, yes, the, the movie started to really feel right to me, uh, once, uh, Dewey, played by David Arquette. You know what, uh, it's like coming home. Every time you see Dewey, he's, he's the, he, you feel safe. He, he's our, uh, he's our homecoming. It was, it was so sad. Though his, his, his life has kind Uh, of gone to shit. I mean... He's been... Of his own choosing. This is the thing. Like, every time this happened, like, let's remember every time that, um, like, and, and, and I'm going back to all the movies, like, from first to, like, from second, third, and fourth, you know, um, every time something's happened, it's been of his own choosing. Like, he's, he, he kind of always tries to put the blame on some, like, on Gale for why things sort of like every time Gail's gone and then this time around he actually takes responsibility for the fact that he he's chosen to leave so it's of his own choosing every time it's of his own choosing you know it's not it's not of Gail like I mean he's kind of I, I like how they've done it like you know where you see him and it's like yeah I did this I did it this time I I actually I'm taking responsibility for the everything kind of falling apart as it is, you know. Yeah, he he couldn't handle the move because he moved out with her to New York. Yep, um, he's a small town guy, and he just couldn't adjust, and he couldn't make her come back with him. There's just their lives were too. Their life paths were too yeah. going two different ways, and uh, which is sad. I felt for him. Um, I don't blame Gail certainly, but um, it's it's just. And then you know it, it obviously really affected him because they asked him yeah. to step down as sheriff, and uh, yeah, and he never told Sydney and Gail. Yeah. He just kind of yeah. kept up that uh, premise that he yeah, was going to go sheriff. I mean... I get it. Like I, like I get it. Like we all have that friend that really puts on that, that everything's fine, but like things aren't really fine. Like you know, and just because admitting it to yourself means that you know, it's finally coming to terms with things. And I think this is, in a way, a wrap, a really good wrap up for Dewey as a character, um, where he's finally coming to terms yeah. with everything. You know, um, it's, it's sad yeah. because. It's, I love Dewey. He, again, I every time I see Dewey on screen as a character, he's he's again. You feel safe. You feel comfortable. He is that that person. That he's he has that incredible ability to make people feel at ease. You know, and hats off to David yeah. Arquette for playing that for, uh, you know, many years. That that and I mean. I, I like that it sort of mirrors the uh, relationship in real life that he has with Courtney Cox um, in their real life, uh, mm-hmm. you know, co- co-parenting situation. Because he, 
he moved on and she moved on and they still have Coco. I love that their, their daughter's name is Coco. Um, um, and that they still are very good friends, you know, and you can see that there's yeah. the love there, like that they, you know, support each other. They love each other. There's, there's still the very much that friendship vibe, you know, and you feel that you really do feel that with, with um, Gail, it really does come across Courtney Cox did a really like an amazing job. And I mean, um, it, both of these characters had uh, yeah. had such great arcs from this film series. I mean, you can really see them as yeah. completely different people to when they, yeah. they started out with. And they, they kind of they had two fulfilling arcs, uh, which no. doesn't happen a lot. Uh, because usually with horror franchises, either you're dead or yeah. you get rebooted. Yeah. You know, uh, like... Like using Jamie Lee Curtis as an example in Halloween, she doesn't get. She we see the beginnings and ends of her arcs usually. We de- never see the in between because of yeah. change ups in the franchise or or reboots or or kill, yeah. or she or she just played off killed off. You know, we never get to or see her really yeah. grow. But with these characters, yeah, we get to see them. I, yeah, yeah, um, they're they're fully these fleshed out see humans. Them. Uh, you know, we, we saw, you know, for the first three and almost, like, through the throughout the fourth movie, that Gail still has, like, that huge ambition that keeps her going. And then you see her in this one, and she's very much at ease with herself. I think that's the thing that I really enjoyed a lot about this movie, is that you see her as who she always wanted to be. And, and and being and being comfortable with that because she was never comfortable in Woodsboro and she was never quite comfortable um, being a story chaser. Now she's sort of where she wants to be in terms of her career. Like she has her ho- her show and and she's it's kind of like a Good Morning America sort of feel to it, but. You know, you see her and you also see Dewey, but you also right away in that setup scene where you see Dewey watching her on TV. Yeah. And you go, okay, they're, they've, they're officially over. Like this is like, you understand that that just was no, that's a dynamic that was never going to work out. Unfortunately. Like, I mean, they really, really tried hard to make it work, but again, he's, He's too comfortable in Woodsboro, and she's not. And you know, I, I think it was a good, it was a good end to yeah. that storyline. Like I was very comfortable with that. You know. Yeah. No, I I, I agree. Um, uh, I I'm I I knew. I mean, I thought one of the main cast yeah. would 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 die in the last movie, but I was like. Like ninety five percent sure I someone that, was not making out of it. I thought that Gail was going to make uh, it in the last one. one. I really did in the fourth one um, because mm-hmm. they really were kind of gunning for it. And I, I mean, I had a feeling it was either going to be Gail or Dewey in this one because I mean they've both had their fair share of near misses, but Dewey's had the and uh, in, in the, the the scale, Dewey's been the one to to you know sort of 
meet death, meet death and sort of walk away with some bruises. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, like he actually said he was stabbed nine times. He goes, you know, those scars stay. But God, as soon as that scene came up, I was like, oh no, I know what's going to happen. And I'm, I'm, I was like mentally preparing myself for that moment. I was like, like just going, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, in my head, like, oh God. I know. But um, get, getting back yeah. to his reintroduction into the series, yeah, when, when he came on, when those familiar yeah, bass chords strummed to, to signal his return, <laughs> was, yeah. was oh, it was so good. Um, and, and, and then having, it's it just as soon as he got together with the new cast, for me, the, the film majorly uh, elevated and it just felt, oh, okay, it. now I feel like now I feel like screwed. Yeah, now I feel like screwed. But before it kind of felt to me like, yeah, there, I I had a big disconnect, um, and I, I I I just wasn't hugely invested in the characters yeah. uh, off the bat, and it just felt very samey yeah. for Scream. Um, but when you had these generations mixed Can together, it's like, how... oh man, it's just brutal yeah it, it, it felt um, right a lot of these scenes were like they were they really upped the ante in this one this is the bloodiest yes this was probably one of the yeah, i mean four had some pretty level. bloody moments too this but one. this upped it again yeah but, hey, I mean, but the fans expected like, well, right like especially the first scene <laughs> with uh with tara and she's in the house and there it ghost face is attacking her and it's like oh Stamping on her leg yeah. and how did this like, little woman survive? Right, she's I so tiny, like <laughs> dead, like absolutely dead. Yeah, my jaw dropped when she said, "Oh, oh she's in the yeah, hospital. Like, she's gonna fall." Well, what? I mean, <laughs> the thing is, she was smart enough to call the police. Like she, she called the police and. And and they right. and you know, I guess response time in Woodsboro borough is, you know, considering the fact it's in a nice neighborhood is probably pretty quick, and it's not like where it's at. Uh, yeah. Most times, sometimes. Or, or it's not like Stu Mocker's arising. house, where it literally <laughs> took them like three hours to get there. <laughs> yeah. Well, they they mm-hmm. did say that they were yeah. out in the middle of nowhere. Um, and but even even Judy Hicks's house, like she called all units to her house, and it took them forever to get there. And she was in the suburb, so you know, I guess I responses guess, yeah, I vary. Mean, you'd think that, like, you know, that would happen, but yeah, like, even what you said back to Dewey, like, it was that whole connection to the old and the new, and I, I think that they did that purposely. But he always, he's always a homecoming for me every time I see him on screen. And those chords, like you said, the chords for Dewey, Dewey's little do-do-do-do. Yeah. Def- what was it? Deputy <laughs> Goofy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we get quick, like, I mean, we got a quick 
view of Gail on on the TV, and he texts her. <laughs> you just sent him that. He just sent her a text, and I'm like, yeah, of course. Oh like, my gosh! He, he knew what he was doing. He knew that she couldn't stay away, and then he like, yeah. Um, by the way, how, I, 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 sorry, I love this follow-up text, yeah. by the way. How are you, Smiley oh, yeah. Face? Like, I should have texted that. I should have texted like, you just oh, see him like, I, I should have done that. I should have texted that. And I'm like. <laughs> that is Smiley Face. Oh, man. Um, we catch up with Sydney, who has I'm gonna say she, undisclosed she, number of kids. I know, she said girls to school. <laughs> at least one. So I'm guessing she has at least three, because she was pushing a stroller. Oh, okay, okay. She was running with the stroller, so she's got three. Right. You got, you got two unnamed daughters and a baby okay. in a stroller, so we don't know if it's a boy or a girl. So. Right. Uh, yeah, so that was a nice catch-up. And, and the only scene we're going to have between these two, mm-hmm. um, which was unfortunate. Um. But because we don't see Sydney actually come to Westboro until yeah. uh, after. Uh, I mean, uh, oh God. Uh, Could you imagine, though, that Sydney would be there? And, like, I think that would be way too much trauma for her to to bear if she was there and Dewey was killed right in front of her. I think that would just, like, forget. Like, I mean, the, between them and, like, I mean, the moment where uh, Sydney shows up and, like, you, even the the relationship between Sydney and Gail, while it was contentious, pretty well conti- contentious all the way through, up until four. Um, again, where you've seen like, <laughs> right. you, you go, oh wow, this is they've come a long way from when Sydney punched Gail in the face like twice, twice, to where they're, they're yeah, hugging twice, each other. That's right. Um, I think. Yeah, there is a there is a form yeah. of mutual respect among between them now, and um, because of their connection to uh, Dewey. Um, yeah, when 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 Gail uh, met uh, Sydney yeah, in this, uh, I got generally emotional. No, it was no, the only time was of, of the movie I got emotional. Like, but again, uh, again, it's that full circle moment where, oh my God, they've come a long way um, as characters and. I mean, I think that Dewey was the glue that sort of kept them together because, you know, Dewey and Sydney were so close. Like, Dewey was, like, Sydney's older brother throughout the whole thing. Yeah, for sure. Never a hint of romantic uh, relationship between them. It was strictly platonic brother-sister relationship. And I I applaud them for that. A lot of beauty in this one. Um, Yeah. But... Again, um, yeah. you know, oh, it's just, it, it was emotional. Like, again, when Sydney finally shows up and and she's like, yeah, no. She gets into full force mode where she's like, yeah, no, we're not stopping until this guy's in the, this, this whatever, this guy or ghost face is in the ground. Yeah. Otter in the ground. Yeah. Um uh yeah the uh we had one more i mean we had um also uh now sheriff judy hicks uh no longer trying to make yeah <laughs> no longer sucking up to dewey uh, but uh, or interested I, I wasn't quite sure if it was the job thing or if she was generally interested well, in, uh, um i think uh, it was more dewey about from number four 
No, um, she is. But she's I much more me, mature in this one. From what I like, from what I gather, I think that Dewey is just one of those people that really, he's he was. Now I'm going to say in, in past tense, he was just a character that really, uh, again, made people feel at ease, and you know, were like made them feel like. I would say he was able to make people feel special in their own way. And I really, that's the thing that I really appreciated about his character. And I think that's what Judy Hicks, Sheriff uh, Hicks really was drawn to him for. It was the fact that he probably was like, you know, you, local hero, you know, too. yeah. You know, local a, hero. A bit of hero worship, I, I think. Yeah. Hero worshiping. But like at the same time too, I think it's also Dewey's, it was able to make people feel at ease and yeah. and make them feel welcome and not a, not in the way you know and not annoying or anything he was like he, i think he was a genuine collaborator as a sheriff yeah you know um but again he was a genuine collaborator in all of the screams like he was working with everybody he didn't he didn't work separately he worked with everyone to That's solve the, the mystery yeah, so. he wasn't trying to do solo like, say, Gail. Oh, no, Gail was always like... Getting, getting into trouble. Yeah, no, but he got into more trouble with Gail than with everybody. That's the thing. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> For uh, sure. but, usually, uh, we're yeah. usually trying to rescue Gail, actually. <laughs> yeah. Never rescue Gail. She's fine. She can handle it. She's okay. You know? Um, but yeah, the uh, so yeah, so returning cast there. We had a nice cameo by um, Heather uh, Madarazzo as Martha Meeks, uh, and then yeah, we yeah, that, that was, was nice too seeing her. Yeah, uh, with with her uh, with her two kids, um, Cindy and uh, yeah, uh, Mindy, Mindy and Chad, uh, who I Dad. really liked. I like both of those characters um, yeah. a lot. I, I I thought of of the new characters. They were. Rob, along with Quaid, they were probably uh, my favorite, along with uh, Jack yeah, Quaid. Uh, but they, I really liked the the chemistry between them. Like you really did feel like they were brother and sister. But they did, yeah. They they really. I wonder if they have siblings themselves, but they really played well off each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that chemistry uh, very much. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Dylan Minette didn't get to see a lot of him because he was killed off fairly early. Yeah. Um, but I mean, but, I uh, can't, you know what? That whole, oh my God, that whole moment where it was just constantly opening up things and like you're waiting. You're just waiting for it to happen. And you're like, they yeah. dragged that whole moment. I'm sitting there in the theater. Oh, yeah. Rhyming in my chair going like, when is it going to happen? It got a few laughs in our theater uh, <laughs> between the fridges and the and the yeah. cupboards and that being open and not there. Everyone was expecting, so it, it by the third time, it, people were like chuckling. Yeah, where it was just like, <laughs> I, but I was there sitting, chuckling and squirming in my chair, going like, "Come on, <laughs> come on, don't do that." Yep. But they knew. All they expected probably- a shower death. Yeah, we will. We all were like expecting a psycho moment, but that yeah. wasn't gonna happen. Um, I, but oh god, when when uh, you know she Sheriff Hicks runs up the stairs, and I was like, oh, they're going for this way. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. I thought, that... I, I thought at one point he was going to open the door and see her dead body on the on the ground out front. Mm-hmm. But then he shut or the door. Blade or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> um, as you say, there was some pretty gory deaths. Lots of, I think those they upped the blood uh, in this one. Um, Dewey died particularly bad. Yeesh, he was gutted. So, so can I can I just say something like the, the yeah. fact that he got gutted and it was Amber. I'm sorry, spoiler. I know. Amber. Yeah. I was like, there's no way. I'm sorry. I know. There's no way she could lift him off the ground. I'm sorry. She is way too small. I was like, maybe, maybe, like, yeah, it would have been Richie, but no, not her. Like, I'm sorry. No. She's a tiny little, like, thing. She, yeah, she she, not she's not as enough. small. She's not as small as um, uh, Jenna Ortega, yeah. but, you know, uh, she's not a. She, yeah, no, I know. But, you know what? Scream. Has never adhered to physical size and I the know. actual murderer. You, know, I know. you always like, wait, this person was under there? Really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I didn't feel that way with um, with the second one, but definitely with this one. And I mean, I hate to say it, but from the beginning, I was like, yep, yeah, nope, she's one of them. She is. It's her. Yeah. I was calling I... it from the get go. I was like, I just don't know who number two is. She um, was top on my list. And I, I, my friend Steve and I were, were kind of, you know, bandying about who it was. Uh, but then, like, I, at first we suspected her. Just like, okay, but she seems a little obvious being the kind of the weirdo overprotective uh, friend. So I, I dropped it for a bit. But then it was like halfway through. It was like, wait a second. We haven't seen Madison's character for a while again. I think it's, I think it's back to her. And, yeah. But yeah, the second one. I couldn't guess. Then I was thinking maybe there's a third one as well. I think, oh my god, maybe it's both the siblings <laughs> at yeah, one point. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jack, I gotta say, they got me with Jack. I did not suspect him. You know what? They, I, I, kind, they got I, had me. A, I had a moment where I was like, it could be, like, the funny thing is when Dewey said, well, how long have you known each other? And I'm like, oh, it got me thinking. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're I, good. You're good. They drop the heads. They do. It's just you gotta really pay attention to catch tr- catch it. Yeah, you gotta trust. Like I mean, you gotta trust it. Um, you gotta trust yeah. the process with this the, these movies. Uh, but at the yeah. same time, too, like that was that moment that reveal where it was it was him, and I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> I know. It's like not only because, damn it. I didn't guess it, but also, damn it, I really liked him. <laughs> I wanted him to be a nice guy, but I hate to say, it. I'm a girl. Whenever someone is like says, and I'm not saying it's all guys. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be sexist here. All men are like this, but uh, you can't trust a nice guy, like a super squeaky clean. <laughs> I can't. I'm sorry. There is the Omega Man out there, like the Beta Omega Man that like that you know is the nice guy and then as soon as he gets his chance he just goes for the knife and i like again i was like oh i was mad i was mad that they they leaned into it i was like fuck okay oh what do you mean what do you mean mallory yeah i'm a nice guy you are i'm just saying i'm not saying that you're you are a genuinely nice guy but 
at the same time, I'm just like with these things where it's like, I'm a nice guy. And like, oh, yeah, where were you? I was watching Netflix. And like, I think at that moment. I mean, moment, he was. <laughs> yeah, he definitely was watching Netflix in that moment, but. Uh, yeah. I think he lied about seeing not seeing the stab films. He very much did. <laughs> Who? Oh, my God. So I'm going to relate this to, like, real-life situation. Um, you remember Paul McCartney's uh, second wife? Um, I forget what her name was. But she, like, had said she never listened to the Beatles. She's British. And she had never listened to the Beatles music in her household growing up. And I'm like, you're a... She said that? Yes. I listened to cla- We listened to classical music in my house growing up. And we're like, my mom was like, that's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> you come out of the womb listening to the Beatles in England. F that shit. You know, but... It's like, you know, you're a millennial and you haven't watched Stab? You're an effing liar. A huge liar. Oh, I don't watch scary movies. I'm like, yeah, but you know about them, right? You probably read the books. You know? But where he... Uh, Heather Mills? Was that, was that who it is? Um, was yeah, that his Heather second Mills, wife? Yeah. Or... Yeah. yeah, Heather Mills, yes. Thank you. But uh, yeah. I, I, I don't... I put that... that saga out of my brain because she was not a nice person so okay okay public, public persona <laughs> she was not a nice person um, um but yeah he he well obviously lied about the stab film he was yeah he's a he's a toxic fan oh that was the that, that was the best part it was like so we yeah let's get to the, that we were talking about yeah let's get to things. the meta stuff yeah. let's get to the meta yes, stuff because that, that that screams kind of bread and butter um, they they've made compelling characters, and they've kind of they're now kind of turned into almost a legacy type series. Oh, yeah. But they they started with the meta textual um, overlays on their films, yeah. and it it comes back, uh, which I think stronger in this one than it was in the last one. Yeah. Um, but uh, I I enjoyed <laughs> there when um, Tara. Uh, was getting asked. I keep referring to actors' names instead of characters' names. Yeah. I think, but um, what her favorite uh, scary film was, and then and she was like the Babadook, like, and the Babadook Hereditary, um, uh, Midsummer. Yeah, and ever, <laughs> which is funny because yeah, it's true. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, a lot of those films, a lot of those films are seen by. I, I've seen it creep up in discussions by older horror fans, mm-hmm. and there, there's a lot of contention among among kind of the new horror versus old yeah. horror. And a, a lot of old school fans, or a, a segment of them, are you know they really shit on those. Uh, I new know, films. I know. And, uh, which is, I guess, called elevated horror. That's the first time I've heard that phrase. But I guess maybe that's a well, thing. Well, I think it is a thing. And Jordan Peele's. I think I've well. said that before. But then again, I'm not trying to take credit for anything. Like, I'm not saying I was, I'm not being hipster about it. But, you know, horror films with more context. Is that what we're getting? Like, more nuance, yes. more context. You know, and... That's yeah. what we're seeing across the board with this new generation of like Blumhouse and, um, and, and you know, um, reduce what is it? Uh, the 
uh, Radio Silence, the, the guys who directed this film, Radio Silence, we're seeing a lot more of that nuance in films and it's not just cut and dry slasher stuff and you know I'll, you know that side of the horror community definitely turns its nose up at slashers and then the slasher fans are going like we want more gore more gore and then <laughs> yeah yeah i mean people there's room for all types of there horror is. and just because one is popular now doesn't mean your favorite Subgenre is not yeah. coming back, as as you know, the killers always come they back. <laughs> um, so you know, just like let people enjoy, let people get into horror, however way they get into the horror. It's just important that they watch horror. That's kind of yeah, the way. Exactly. You know. I see um, you know, no matter how I you. I kind of laugh it. because I go, you know what? There are some children's movies out there that are absolutely terrifying for kids. And that's how they sort of get into it, you know? So, uh, yeah. again, you know, it, 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 it is what it, like, it is, it's however you get into it, you know? I, I again, but we were talking about that, uh, like, we've talked about the toxic fandom several times over yeah. on our podcast where, you know, it really destroys any chance for any new fresh takes uh, on, a, on a series yep. or a concept and... And we don't get to see where, like, you know, we don't get to see a fresh perspective. And it's like, it's because, like, like, um, Zombieland, the TV series, they really, and I mean, the fact that we haven't gotten another, uh, uh, Tremors, because the fandom's just so, like, avid and rabid, and I mean, I don't think, and I hate to, like, I'm gonna not, like, I'm gonna get in trouble for this, but, um, very much in trouble for it, but uh, it's like Star Wars. Like, I mean, that that fandom is completely like toxic in itself. Divided, yeah. So bad. You can't say anything. You can't say any criticisms. You can't. You can't come up with any new ideas. They just get so upset. Like I remember when um, the Force Awakens trailer dropped, and they were freaking out over a black stormtrooper. Like, holy yeah, crap, guys. Like, calm your shit. You don't think that there's color in the future? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> or in a galaxy yeah. far, Jesus far away. Jesus Christ. But anyways. Um, yeah. Well, without change. And it, it, it's it's funny because a lot of the this fandom, they don't know past the subgenre that they like. They don't, like, look... And and see at how this subgenre, which they really love, came about. It came about because some horror director took a chance on mm -hmm. something new. You know, George George A. Romero took a chance on a zombie film that was unlike any other zombie film seen yeah. so far. Um, Alfred Hitchcock took a chance on a uh, a mystery slasher that. You know, no one has, has seen before, like killing off the lead actress at the beginning, and and you know, it, it's like all these, all these horror films, all these franchises that you love so much and are are so gun ho to see make sequel after sequel after sequel mm -hmm. after sequel without trying anything new. All of this came about because some screenwriter or director took a chance to bring something fresh exactly. to the genre. 
And that's exactly what they're doing now. It's exactly what Jordan Peele is doing now. It's exactly what um, the directors of Hereditary yeah. is doing. It's it's they are bringing new to the genre. And whether you like it or not, that's yeah. up to you. But don't bash on people who do like it, and 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 don't be jealous of yeah. the success because. I mean, chances are the film that you liked had its success yeah. in its heyday, but not everything stays in the public eye forever or would keeps the success going at the, the amount they, they got it. I mean, every sequel usually yeah. diminishes in returns. Well, absolutely. Um, and is, is criticized more hard, harshly than the, the first one. Yeah. Um, but, you know, don't. Just don't yeah, be a don't dick. Be is a what dick. I'm hey, dicks. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, and this this movie directly like focuses on that. It is the core of it. It's it's um as as Tara's having this conversation with Ghostface, um she, she likes the elevator horror and, and Ghostface is like have you but yeah, but have you seen Stab and like he's like bashing the new stuff yeah, and but, just oh, you know God pushing forward the yeah. ones that he liked. Oh, God. Um, that, which man, was an interesting social commentary on movies me. to me. God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and she liked it for different reasons. She didn't like it for mm -hmm. the blood and gore. She liked it because of the, you know, allegories or, or you know, it, what the deeper meaning of, yeah. the, uh, of the horror. Um, and you know that if if that's what people like about it, leave yeah, it, be. it be. I let mean, it it, 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 God, the, yeah, it the, again. It just doesn't. The, yeah, I agree. The toxic toxicity just doesn't. It doesn't make sense to me. If 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 you just talk about it and hash it out and just like yeah appreciate what it brings to the genre because maybe after this some some other director is going to combine the two to really you know uh make another step forward that everyone will yeah will, will like you never know exactly you just uh, never know i never say never now you know, like i mean um, I, I would say i at one point was like ugh, <laughs> what is this and i'm like now i'm like you can't yuck someone else's yum you really can't you know people like torture torture horror people like you know elevated horror people like blood and gore just let people be like like what they like and you know yeah. and that's the thing about you know it's like uh, the you know i forget who it was that i was listening to um oh i was listening to uh actually david arquette on the dax shepherd podcast where they were talking about trauma like trauma films you know like those absolutely like ridiculously like ridiculous for horror movies but but they have a following they yeah. have an audience and you cannot yuck someone else's yum you can't no well you shouldn't at least you know it's it's just mm. why like what what what's the point of putting down someone else's likes like what does that do you think it elevates yours? Does it does it make the ones that you like look better? Yeah, no, yeah. you look like you look a like dick a, fan. You look like a, a tooth. You know, 
who a touche bag. So, <laughs> if anything, you hurt you hurt the uh, you hurt the 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 subgenre that yeah. you're into. If anything, well, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I recently had to leave a Lord of the Rings group uh, because of the toxicity was just out of the roof ever since that the Rings of Power trailer dropped. Like, I, I couldn't believe that. And I, I just had to leave the community because you know, it was just, you could uh, not have uh, a different opinion. You know what, opinion. that's the thing. Like, that's why I kind of stay away from those, like, Reddit pages and stuff like that, those Reddit groups, because I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be colored. Yeah, I, do, I, I don't do, want to yeah. be, I don't want to be, you know, my opinion colored be, based on that. I want to come in with a fresh opinion. Yeah. I mean, am I feeling that way about Game of Thrones? Like the new Game of Thrones that's going to come out? The prequel Game of Thrones? I, I, I'm i going to be, yeah, House of the Dragon. House of I'm the like, Dragon. I'm like, okay, I, I'm here for it. I, I think it's like, you know, uh, the thing that gets the, I think my biggest drawback to that series is that matt smith as much as i love him as an actor and he's a fantastic actor i just he he's been in too many like he's becoming a franchise guy and you know i i, and I see what you mean. He, yeah. he's playing these weird characters and he but does is he fantastic he knocks it out of the park every single time he he's on screen but yeah i i just you know i'm just kind of at that point with with things you know i'm just like eh, i i shouldn't yeah and i'm gonna just keep myself pleasantly surprised when i finally watch it because of how it ended yeah i'm <laughs> yeah i mean i mean and i i've i've separated myself from mm -hmm. the the old series because you know it's this is, mm -hmm. this is these are new creators uh, as far as I know, so it's like, yeah, why not give them a chance? Uh, I do like this world. I didn't like how the last one ended, but I do like this world, and it is yep. fairly an original script, so it's original all the way through instead of adapted, and then you know you're not gonna have a sudden yeah. change in in tone. So it should yeah. the tone should be more consistent because of this. Um, and I, I just want a new fantasy to watch. You know, we're we're kind of spoiled right now yeah, for fantasy we're content, in a, we're and living I love in it. A great time, kids. Um, we're living in a great time for fantasy, and I think it's because we're finally yeah. caught up with it, with uh, animation and CG and uh, visual effects. Like we're we're right at like that pinnacle of uh, of that time. But yeah. I haven't seen fantasy this much in um, the public mm -hmm. eye since probably the eighties. Really, uh, there, there was a bit of a there was a bump yeah. when Lord of the Rings came out, uh, but not a lot of it. Not a lot. Like there was a lot of tryhards that came after well, that like adapted adults, poorly, yeah, like a whole series. bunch of YA like they, novels. They, you know, every, and I mean, right yeah. now it's it's definitely still we're still in that kind of world where we're getting a lot of young adult content and not necessarily um, putting forward the best of young adult content. Um, but, you know, uh, again, like uh, what, like getting back to Scream so that we don't get too far away <laughs> from Scream. Um, yes. It's the fact that, again, like the toxic <laughs> fandom is real. And, you know, you hear, you hear Richie going like, yeah, people really hated that last movie. Like, it has nothing to do with the original movies whatsoever. And I mean, you know, I think that they were sort of laughing, like, 
you know, they were setting that up for the audience where we were kind of like, haha, yeah, like it's not going to be like the original, but it's going to be a fresh take on it, you know? And... Yeah. Yeah. And calling mm-hmm. it, and just calling it stab yeah, exactly. instead of the number. Who do they think they're fooling? <laughs> Which is great yeah. social, well, great, great meta comedy right there in the fact the name of theirs. And like, yeah. we've had Halloween uh come back with just halloween uh, and just just released on friday yeah. uh which i watched i'm gonna I'll talk a bit about it uh at the end of this um it was checked uh, another texas chainsaw massacre just called yeah, the texas I'm, chainsaw I massacre watch it. i think i'll watch it but again so just, um, uh, like right now for me in my headspace i'm not into watching that i'm gonna watch our cave 81 i really want to do that and get it get it out there so i can I can talk to you guys because that looks so yes, good. It's, it's, like it looks, but I like how Charlene's like. I haven't really watched good. it during um, the daytime, and I'm like, nope, I get it, I get it. There's some shows where you have to do that. <laughs> totally fine. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so that was that was a nice. I I enjoyed seeing the uh, the take yeah. on new horror versus old horror. Uh, the the addressing of uh, toxic fans and and uh, <laughs> this is kind of the the pinnacle of their expression as they become the uh, the murderers that yeah. they uh, worship. Um, as 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 our our, our two villains are. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of glad um, that they uh, revealed. I'm. But again, uh, did you, I'm, did you like, like a... can I just talk about that one moment in the basement, the basement garage scene? Um, where in the first one, uh, uh-huh. what's um, Dewey's sister um, is killed by the garage door. I'm kind of glad that they didn't do an homage to that. Right. That one was pretty brutal. Um, but at that moment, yeah. that exchange between Amber and Mindy, that back and forth where she, they, uh-huh. it's like, well, how do I know you're not the killer? And how do I know you're not? I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna find out who the killer is right in this moment. Oh my god! And like that tension, and I'm like, oh, it's freaking Amber. It's freaking Amber. It's not Mindy. Mindy, like I kind of love Mindy uh-huh. Swagger in this. Like she is very confident. You know, she's uh-huh. got the she like she's got Uncle Randy's yeah. like unashamed con confidence. I love. I love that her uncle yeah. basically on, saved her dude. life in the videotape. Oh, and she always oh, look shit. behind you. Always <laughs> look behind you. Like, <laughs> that was yeah. amazing. I love that. I, I, I'm kind of I'm um, glad they made it to yeah. the end. I was That's, like, yes. Awesome. Yeah, me too. Oh, I know. I'm They'll like, probably no, die in the sequel. Not Mindy. <laughs> I, I love her. Like, I love her character. Like she is, she's got swagger. She's got Uncle Randy's, like, like confidence, like that weird yep. confidence that Randy had. But he was so nerdy, super nerdy. Um, right. She she's probably yeah, she's probably even yeah, more confident. Not... I would say. You know, she's like she's that girl. I was like, uh, I'm gonna be making up with no, her later. And Randy would not have that type of confidence. He was. You know, he was pining he, after he was for it. Even in the second movie, you so, saw like he, yeah. there was that serious hope. Um, but yeah. at the same time, 
Yeah. Uh, again, I was I was happy with how it went, and then the reveal. We'll we'll talk about the reveal. So we get to the reveal, and and I'm like, oh yeah, it's Amber. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's psycho. No surprise there. <laughs> yep. Liv, she yes. guns down. Uh, who was it? Liv. Yeah, she guns down Liv, and um, it's like, whoop. Okay, that's revealed, and then everyone scatters. Um, I th- and Jasmine kind of disappeared. I I guess I wasn't sure if she lived until the very end because she kind of yeah, disappeared. I guess she passed out like from loss or something. Uncle. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I was trying to remember. Like, did she yeah. get finished off? No, we saw her struggling. Yeah. Same thing with uh, thing Chad. Yeah. I was like, oh um, no, Chad, no. I thought he was dead. I for sure thought he was I dead. I thought he was dead. Um, yeah. But again, when Amber yeah. shoots Liv in the head, and I'm like, whoa. And then she goes outside, and and uh, and Sydney and, and Gail are outside. She's going, help, I've been stabbed. Oh, my God, the killer's in there. It's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. Oh, yeah. They're not stupid. Yeah, I. Yeah, I thought they should have jumped for covers, but uh, yeah, I you know, as soon as they I realized like, it was no, a trap, but uh, it's a total trap. This is a trap. Like, <laughs> yeah, who's this amateur? Who's this amateur actress here? <laughs> um, yeah, so that that was enjoyable. Um, Sydney t- kind of taking a yeah. back seat to Sam. Um, but I, I, I thought it was earned. Uh, I thought Sam uh, uh, moving to the forefront seemed natural for the story. And I, I mean, we've seen Sydney in this role yeah. four other times. So I was okay to let her kind of sit back a little and just be more of the, the, uh, the co-star or the, you know, the, the background help to, uh, to Sam's mm-hmm. character as she uh, struggled. Um, Jack, Jack, uh, Rich, Richie, sorry, Rich, Richie Kirsch was suitably yeah. obnoxious uh, when he uh. was revealed, and um, and Amber just went went into instead of overprotective creepy, just into full oh, psycho God. bitch she, mode. Like, she, full, like, she went full stew. Yeah. She really did embody <laughs> stew, uh, and uh, and Richie really did embody billy in this one just in terms of like that whole misogyny like that toxic masculinity like that suddenly comes yeah but with more but with a bit more flair a bit more upbeat personality i know i'm gonna kill you (laughs) i'm gonna kill you and you're like oh yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and so many there were so many guns lying around in this house (laughs) Well, <laughs> Whereas was, opposed oh to earlier films, there's usually just knives. Yeah. Well, I was just like, I said to Edward, I was like, doesn't like Jack Quaid really look and sound like a young Joshua Jackson? Like, I'm just <laughs> like, if Joshua Jackson had been in the Scream franchise. He was. No, he, oh, yeah, he, he was, was in the second sc- one. Yeah. Yes. It's a, as a film student. <laughs> yes, but he doesn't, like, he only has like that one off bit cameo. Nothing he, happens. Yeah. To him. It, no, 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 no. He he was. It was just that one scene, and that was probably thanks to Kevin Williamson because you know, yeah, he, he I don't want to wait. 
Greek. For our lives to be over. And yeah, you see that. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> you see them watching it on my... I had to play at Home Depot, all right? All right, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I, was, I, I have to say, like, yeah, they showed that one scene from Dawson's Creek in the movie, and I'm yes. like... Yes! Nice callback. <laughs> <laughs> nice callback, yeah. James Vanderbeek on there. Um, yeah, uh, but to, to wrap it up, um, overall, I was I was fairly satisfied. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I enjoyed it. It was, it was a nice flow. The new directors, um, but the, 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 Matt Bertinelli Open and Tyler Gillette, yeah, who uh, co-directed one of my one of my favorite comedy horrors, um, Ready or Not. Yeah, that was so good. Yeah. Didn't Liv give you that uh, Samara Weaving vibe when you looked at her? I, for a second, like that quick split second when she first appeared, I was like, is that Samara Weaving playing a, a teenager again? <laughs> on screen? That would have been funny because I just saw her in Death on the Nile, like the day before. Yeah, I saw, you know, I gotta, I gotta watch that. Like it, it looks good. Like it's a stacked cast. Yeah, it's 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 very uh I, I, I liked it a lot. Um it's it's so nice seeing Samara move up in the Hollywood leagues, seeing her like watching her come up from the horror genre mm-hmm. and now 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 being in these bigger moves. And it's at that time that our record bot on Discord crapped out on us. But uh just wrapping it up on our superfluous skull rating, we uh uh, I gave it a three skulls out of five, and Mallory gave it a four. Uh, so that's about it. We both enjoyed it. Uh, we both agreed that if you liked part four, you'll probably like part five as well. That's all we have for now. Thanks for listening, and we will be back soon. <laughs>